0: at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Okay, so, my father, he told me early on. See, boy, your little white friends, they think life is fun and games. Uh Uh-huh. But not you. This ain't a game. Understand, your life is war. And to fight this war, you have first to train your mind to see the possibilities. You always... Have to be two steps ahead. But Pops, he had my attention. And he pulls out a chessboard. The only way to win this contest is to stay that two steps ahead of your opponent. To make them compete on your field. Not the other way around. So I started playing this ancient game. This game of kings, of emperors. Slowly... first I learned to lose I hate to lose but I really hate to lose quickly so I learned to spot my father's traps then I learned to anticipate his next move and finally I attempt to peer over the horizon I try to see two moves ahead queen, the knight, the bishop, even the pawn, they all make sense to me. I can anticipate where they might go, what the ramifications and repercussions of their dance might be. Then I go to school and I play chess against my friend Matt. I have trained to beat him. By thinking two moves ahead. But instead of me whipping him. Matt whips me. I stare at the remainder of my army. My king bent in defeat. And I ask him how? How did you do that? And he tells me. That he always tries to think three moves ahead. So I try again. Three moves ahead, I will think four. And sometimes, I can beat men. And I go about my life, occasionally playing this game, reminding myself to think ahead. And two weeks ago, two weeks ago, I had the insomnia. Three in the morning, I leave. I walk to go get a donut. Because I'm insane and I never have been to the donut shop at three in the morning. Colonial Donuts at Lakeshore Avenue in Oakland. And there's a line, yo. A line, crazy. Bunch of rough looking characters, leather, big fellas, scowling. It takes me a moment to realize what they're scowling at. Not at me, at chessboards half a dozen set up in the donut shop at 3 in the morning but these they have the timers and you have to make your move in just a few seconds and this guy he sees me looking he motions towards the board and he says 20 bucks and I'll take that bet because what this clown doesn't know is I think four moves ahead he wipes The board with me. How'd you do that? Man, you're up in your head. You're trying to think too much. You have to see the board. Look at the board. We play again. Look at the board. And he beats me again. But for a moment, for a brief nanosecond, I do see it. The board itself. I see the power. I see the fault lines. I see the weaknesses. And I see it. And today... On Snap Judgment, perhaps you will see it too. Today, on Snap Judgment, we proudly present Gambit. Amazing stories from real people. My name is Gwen Washington. If you're going to eat donuts at 3 in the morning, play chess while you're doing so. You're listen, listening listen, 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 listen. to Snap Judgment Snap Now then, there's a word for songs that won't leave your head songs like Old Town Road and Umbrella, the summer of 69 Songs you can't help but find yourself Humming from time to time They're called earworms For a lot of musicians, this is the goal Create an earworm You will have musical Immortality And today, producer John facile He brings us a story of a musician Who wrote a song so catchy So irresistible, so happy That it took over the world Every artist's dream, right? sure, until this gift to humanity, it's twisted into something that he never imagined. Snap judgment. Now this story does contain explicit language. Sensitive listeners are advised.
1: Uh, First of all, I was 36 years old. Which is old, you know, when you're 18 and you want to be a rock star. Like, you're not thinking about yourself when you're 36.
2: It's 2012, and Jim Bianco is driving back from a 10-day meditation retreat
1: in New York. It sounds corny, but I highly recommend it to anyone. It was during the meditation retreat that I realized that I was at the end of an arc, and I wanted to start a new arc.
2: Jim is a professional singer-songwriter, but music is no longer paying the bills— So he decides to propose to his girlfriend and settle down. And while he's driving, hand on the wheel, feeling peaceful and content about his choice, a melody works its way into his head.
1: You know, you're a songwriter. Songs come to you sometimes. This song showed up as sort of a jazz song. And it was in my head. I was driving and I didn't have any instruments. So I was just thinking of it. Run easy street and it feels so sweet. And the world is but a treat When you're on easy street Obviously the song just captures like You've got no problems anymore The rest of your life is set You've got nothing to worry about forever We all know that's not true But the concept of that was just so lovely
0: We're on easy street Yeah and it feels so sweet
1: It felt like I was in an optimistic part of my life and the song reflected that. I did not know or could never conceive that this song could go to a place that was so dark.
2: Jim first records a pop version of the song. It's bright and catchy and features singer Petra Hayden. But he doesn't release it.
1: I ended up just kind of shelving the song.
2: He gives this version of the song to a licensing company, and it just sits on their hard drive.
1: And I leave it there. Over the course of the next couple years, my new wife and I move to Nashville, Tennessee. We get pregnant. And I start flipping houses.
2: Rehabbing old homes and selling them. Then, four years later, he gets a call.
1: The Walking Dead wanted to use my song, Easy Street in one of their episodes.
2: The Walking Dead. A show about a zombie apocalypse and the terrible things that human beings do to each other afterward. Also, one of the highest-rated TV shows of all time.
1: Yes, I thought it was weird that that violent, crazy show would use a happy, goofy song like mine. But I did not imagine what the use would be. Even though, to be fair, it was totally detailed in the deal that they sent me. I just literally didn't read it.
2: The episode airs just two days before the 2016 election. In it, one of the main characters, Daryl,
1: has been captured by an authoritarian group. It was in like a torture chamber. You know, it was locked in the dark. And they were playing this song, my song, the super happy chipper song over and over, it was a montage over days. And they played my song nine times in a row for what turns out to be 35 million people.
0: That fucking song again?
1: Walking Dead fans
2: post their reactions on YouTube.
3: This is actually so messed up.
0: Oh my God,
2: dude,
3: shut this fucking song up. It's driving me fucking crazy.
1: I didn't take it as a negative thing, to be honest with you. I thought it was funny. You
0: know what? Easy straight, can fuck off.
1: I was in Nashville with a hammer in my hand, demoing walls and doing radio interviews all over the country. And they all wanted me to hate it. Wow, they're using your song to torture someone because it's so happy and annoying. I remember one guy asking me, what's it like to write the most hated song in America? And my snarky reply was, it can't be that hated. It's number six on iTunes right now. Easy
2: Easy Street trends on Twitter. It hits number one on the Spotify viral chart. YouTube is flooded with covers—a piano version, an acapella version, a hair metal version, multiple ukulele versions.
1: I was receiving videos from all over the world. Specifically, I remember this: like mom, maybe even a grandma—I don't know—some woman in her 50s singing.
2: Easy Street, oh yeah. That
1: to me was a moment where I was like, "This has gotten out of my control." This is no longer up to me, whatever happens with the song. Not
2: all of the videos are fun like this. Two young men lock themselves in tiny rooms and listen to the song for 10 hours straight. I went through hell, dude. I'm going a cry right now. My God, that's miserable. Um, please leave a like, share um, this video, get it around. Please, make, please have not made, I can't even talk. But things don't get really out of control until almost two years later. Flash forward. Thanks to Easy Street, Jim is able to give up flipping houses. He and his family move to Los Angeles, where he gets work writing songs for film and TV.
1: That's my life now. That's my second act.
2: Then someone sends him a tweet from an account belonging to Occupy Ice PDX, an activist group in Portland, Oregon.
4: For about 11 days now, protesters have camped at the entrance to the Immigration and Customs Enforcement Facility at Portland South Waterfront. You can still see
2: this encampment and many tents that are still up here this morning. There
1: was a video in the tweet, and it said, ICE has been playing children's music at us for the last 12 hours. And I'm wondering why why somebody pointed me to this tweet, and I click on the video.
2: In the video, Jim can see a line of tents next to a nondescript building, with a high metal fence.
1: And they're playing easy street. Over and over and over again.
2: In the summer of 2018, protesters set up camp outside ICE headquarters in Portland. They were there to protest the separation of families at the border, and there were about 100 tents. It was quite an operation.
4: We had a medicinal herb garden, vegetables, sunflowers, because sun melts ice. One day,
2: Department of Homeland Security officers set up big gray speakers behind their high metal fence.
3: So it's late morning or early afternoon when I first hear the opening notes of the song, Easy Street.
4: And the song is blasting. It's loud to the point that I can feel the vibration. And I'm thinking, this won't be good for the flowers.
2: All I can think is, like, is... Is this us? Are, are we playing music? Some of the protesters started dancing along.
3: It seems very playful. It seems like this very just sort of fun, lighthearted, Do-do-do-do-do. playful, bouncy, we're on easy street, dancy type of song.
2: Because the world is but a treat when you're on easy street. It doesn't, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: it doesn't seem like anything insidious. It doesn't seem like anything that could be used to torment people. It just seems very lighthearted. It only got bad when it just kept looping.
2: (laughs) Remember, this is exactly how the song was used on The Walking Dead. Playing music on repeat like this is a military tactic that has been used to torture prisoners at Guantanamo Bay. And here it was being deployed against nonviolent protesters on public land in the middle of Portland. At first, it didn't seem to work. I thought it was really funny. That's what I thought. It it was just really ridiculous.
4: We never forgot the families at the border. Playing this cute little song over and over and over and over again is nothing compared to what they are doing to people where we can't see. It's 1240 a.m. The officers are blaring this song since 2 p.m.
2: As we were trying to fall asleep, it got a lot more annoying.
3: This is, you know, where taxpayer money is going. Things start getting fuzzy. Things start getting fuzzy because the music just keeps playing and it just won't stop.
4: I don't know what it is about the notes or the melody, but it kind of worms its way into your brain. It becomes mind-numbing. You can't really get clear thoughts established after a while.
3: There were definitely some people having panic attacks. Just people that, you know, coming up crying like that they they couldn't sleep.
4: I hear someone say, shut the fuck up, screaming at the speaker. I
3: just start feeling ill after a while of just listening to it over and over. And I remember just needing to leave. I had to leave that day. I couldn't take it.
4: When the music stopped and the sound of silence was so deafening, it was almost as blaring as when it started. To this day, when I hear that song, at the end, I hear that deafening
2: silence. The song was played for at least 10 hours. The protesters in Portland were also tackled and shot with pepper balls, which are like paintballs but full of pepper spray. Officers propped up cardboard cutouts of human figures in the windows of the ICE building, Home Alone style. They also posted snipers on their roof and blasted the camp with spotlights, and they played Metallica and Ice Ice Baby and the sounds of dogs barking over their speakers. So look, I'm working on this story that deals with the use of a particular song. A government spokesperson uh, said that the use of Easy Street had been unintentional. Is that the the on-the-record answer? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That officers outside the building had simply been listening to that song on repeat for that long.
1: My song was used in a malicious way to hurt people. As an artist, you hope to create things that affect people's lives, and this is not what I imagined when I thought that I would be an artist creating things.
2: Jim sent a cease and desist to the Department of Homeland Security to get them to stop playing Easy Street. A few weeks later, he got a letter back.
1: Thank you for your letter of July 27th, 2018. Without acknowledgement or admission of copyright infringement, we can confirm that DHS will not reproduce, distribute, or publicly perform Easy Street. Should you have any remaining concerns about this matter, please do not hesitate to contact me. So on and so forth. We're saying that we did it, and we won't do it again. That's what they're saying.
2: After 38 days, Portland police broke up the camp. There was a rally afterwards, and a few of the protesters decided to make Easy Street their anthem.
4: Someone was driving with a truck open to the back, filled with speakers, and one of the songs that they were playing was Easy Street.
2: I'm gonna give you some advice. It's time to melt the ice.
3: Someday they'll pay the price when we all take the streets.
2: Gotta and of course... It wasn't long before the protesters recorded their own version of Easy Street, featuring rewritten lyrics and a horn section and a bagpipe. Easy Street is a real place now. Well, kind of. One of the protesters renamed the bike path outside ICE headquarters on Google Maps.
1: I went on Google Maps and held
2: down. And it said, like, rename road. So I just kept renaming it to Easy Street. But then, last October, as a few protesters were leaving a courthouse in downtown Portland, something else happened. A car drove by a silver Mustang. The Mustang slowed down.
4: Someone inside was playing Easy Street and turned it up and looked at us and smiled. One of the people that I was with who had been brutally arrested, thrown to the ground, when they heard that music playing, it was just too much for them. They kind of started to crumble and they started to cry.
1: of fucked up because that happened in 2018. That was pretty lightweight stuff compared to what's happening now. You know, like I wish that was our biggest problem right now. What
4: are you doing? Use your words, what are you doing?
0: Just two years after they blasted Easy Street at the Occupy Ice Camp, a van pulled up in downtown Portland.
3: What is going on? Who are you? you
0: Federal officers and military gear pulled a protester inside and drove off.
4: How are we supposed to know who you are? Now they're going out into the streets and hunting people. This is a whole different ballgame.
0: Then there are more vans and tear gas and broken bones. Federal officers shot a man in the head with an impact weapon causing severe injuries while he was holding a boombox on the news some kind of virus. but this is not a zombie TV show the broadcast Easy Street is still there on Google Maps but as far as we know officers have not used the song against activists since we first ran this story more information at our site snapjudgment.org that story was produced by John Facile and scored by Renzo Gorio, Big Banks and Joe Civic and Dina Pritchett. It's the end of the battle, Snap but never the war. And if you missed even a moment or you want more amazing storytelling, including live performances by Snap Judgment's queen of comedy, Jim Colbert, or the storyteller of the year, Don Me. Wow. Well, get you to the Snap Judgment podcast. And it's never been more important because we, here at Snap, we have this crazy belief that it is hard, it is difficult, and almost impossible to hate someone if you know their story. Snap Judgment was brought to you by the team that never locks anyone in cages. Take a bow, if you would. Through the producer, Mr. Mark Ristich. Todd miller Anna Sussman, John Facile, Renzo Gorio, Liz Mack, Shayna Sheely. And overhead, from the flying trapeze, Taylor Cot, Nancy Lopez, Flo Wiley, Nika Singh, Leo Emoto, Marissa Dodge, and Lauren Newsom. And even though this is not the news, no way it's just the news. In fact, you could wake up on the wrong side of the bed one day. Start a fight with a skinny, tiny, shy kid in the corner and get knocked out with a lightning uppercut for your troubles. And you would still, still not be as far away from the news as this is. But this is PRX.